Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, we're talking kids, we're talking partners and spouses, we're talking scheduling appointments. And that's right, we're talking about negotiation. So if you want to see how they all fit together, stick around. My youngest turned three this past weekend, and if you've been around kids any time at all, you probably know that they are master negotiators. I joked recently and said, when did we as adults, and especially as women, forget how to negotiate like kids, right? Like, they want to stay up later? Okay. I'm probably going to bend on that one. They want two episodes of Bluey before bedtime. Okay, they're probably going to negotiate their way through that one. It's it's kind of entertaining, actually, to think about. It's exhausting, let's be honest. But it's also entertaining to think about how they negotiate for what they want. And as adults, we have forgotten that skill, that art of negotiation. So this week I'm going to talk a little bit about negotiation and nothing to do with negotiating for higher pay or for more money. This is all the other stuff that we don't think about when it comes to negotiation, uh, specifically around jobs, but also just in our lives. So um, there's a quote in the book called Ask For It, How Women Can Use the Power of Negotiation to Get What They Really Want. And I'll put that in the show notes. But this is the book I've been reading uh, recently, I mean, on and off for a little while. And there's a quote in the book that really stood out to me. And it said, negotiation is a tool to help change the status quo when change requires the agreement of another person. I'm going to say it again. Negotiation is a tool to help change the status quo when change requires the agreement of another person. And I thought that that was such a great definition even of negotiation because nowhere in there does it talk about money. Nowhere in there does it talk about, um, you know, increasing your wealth or your salary or bonuses or anything like that. And I think that at least personally, I get into this mindset of negotiation is always about money. When you're accepting a new job, you negotiate your pay rate, your, your salary or your whatever. And I think that I have gotten in a trap and in the mindset of negotiation always has to do with money. And that is certainly not true. And I know that if I have frequently associated negotiation with money, others probably have done the same. So I wanted to talk a little bit about all the things not money when it comes to negotiation. So as I was reading this book, again, called Ask For It, How Women Can Use the Power of Negotiation to Get What They Really Want. There were a couple things that stood out to me. One of them was talking about lots of listening and asking questions, trying to understand when you're negotiating with others. So think about a time when you've been trying to get something you want 
It could be your idea presented. It could be uh, a certain way of doing something. And the person on the other side, and then hopefully you as well, we're doing a lot of listening and trying to understand both points of view or all sides of the topic at hand. So lots of listening involved, lots of asking, clarifying questions. I think I do that a lot in my job and it's interesting because I don't think about it. It kind of just becomes second nature almost to me. Um, So that means I'm going to be really good, right? I chuckle because it's funny. One of the other things that they said in this book that really stood out to me, and I'm still reading the book, so I'm really just kind of pulling from a few chapters that I've already read, but is that women already have the skills to be good negotiators, and we're using them on a daily basis. So as I read that, I thought about what are all the ways that I'm using my negotiation skills on a daily basis. I've already given you one, my kids. They will negotiate dinner. They will negotiate bedtime. They will negotiate bath time. (laughs) They will negotiate for their show. Just one more episode. Just five more minutes. Just, you know, whatever it is. And for those who know my kids, I hope you're chuckling because those are real. Um, You know, but also I thought about my husband. So for others, partner, spouse, you might negotiate chores or errands. Hey, can you uh, drop this stuff, these Amazon returns off at the UPS store for me, please, tomorrow, because it's your day off. Great. Um, Can you unload the dishwasher? I'll make sure I load it at the end of the night so we've got a clean sink going into the new day. Right. Those are all negotiation pieces. Um, or it could be like where you want to go to dinner for that night or for the, you know, the weekend or special occasion or whatever. All of that is sort of the negotiation in your partnership, your relationship. Then I thought started thinking about it in terms of scheduling. So scheduling meetings, right at work, I might say, um, hey, I want to have a meeting with you, just 15 minutes. The person who I'm trying to schedule with might say, hey, actually, can we do 30 minutes? I wanted to add this other topic on. Okay, great. What day works for you, right? And then you might throw it out. Oh, Thursday afternoon's great. Actually, can we do Friday morning? That is a little bit clearer on my calendar. Now, in the world of Calendly and shared calendars, maybe not as much of that, especially if you work at the same institution, but, or department or, you know, company or whatever, but um, certainly negotiation, negotiation for work meetings. There's also that same kind of negotiation when you're thinking about other appointments. So a doctor's appointment or scheduling time out with friends, trying to negotiate for the best time for everyone to be involved is another example of negotiation. I was thinking about driving (laughs) and there are nonverbal negotiations happening all the time, right? So uh, if you want to get into the left lane, the best way to do that is put your left blinker over and somebody is going to allow you in or you're going to negotiate your time in the car for the right time to move into the left lane. Now, a bad negotiation on the road is when you don't use your blinker. 
Or when you get really angry in the car, some might call it road rage. Um, You know, so those are some not so great negotiation times or skills in the car. But driving is another example of everyday negotiation that we're doing. And then you think about with yourself. So I was recently talking with my mom and one of my sisters about negotiation and someone brought that up and it was like, yeah, I'll get to the dishes after this episode that I'm watching on TV or I'll go get in my daily push-ups after I finish reading this chapter or I'll go to bed after I finish watching this episode. Why is it all about TV right now? Anyways, You know, I think that those are the things, right? Like I negotiate with myself all the time in terms of um, exercise and workout. It's good for me. I know that if you're not new here, you've heard me talk about this before, but I will negotiate, like especially if I'm listening to a really good audiobook or even if I'm reading a really good book, physical book, um, and I know I need to close my exercise ring for the day, I will get on the treadmill with my book, audiobook or otherwise, and do something I know I need to do while I'm also doing something I want to do. That's a negotiation. Um, It's also called habit stacking, which, you know, we can talk about habits at a later date. But, um, you know, that's also something that um, you negotiate with yourself. And there's all kinds of other things, right? I'll get up earlier tomorrow to work out if I can, you know, if I sleep in today tons of negotiation. And then last, certainly not least, is at work, non-financially. When you're thinking about maybe time off or you're thinking about professional development opportunities, uh, you know, you may only be able to send a handful of folks to a certain webinar or conference. uh, And so what does that negotiation tactic look like for you? Or uh, supplies, Um, you know, in this day and age where we have an opportunity to work from home uh, sometimes or all the times or have some form of a rotating remote schedule, you might negotiate for some additional supplies for home. It could be as simple as a docking station uh, for your computer, or it could be, hey, I need a laptop because I got nothing at home. Uh, So negotiating for things that you need non-financially certainly those things cost money but non-financially you may also negotiate your time um you know i for example need to be home on wednesday afternoons in order to meet my oldest off the bus so i've negotiated that time even if i need to be on site for work that day i'm able to leave the site early to get home and finish the rest of my day remotely, which is always nice and a blessing to have. So, um, there's a, there's a chapter in the book that really resonates with me. And the chapter is titled, if you never hear no, you're not asking enough. And honestly, I haven't even read the chapter yet. Just saw the chapter title as I flipped through the book and know I'm already going to love this chapter. Because what I share with folks at work and outside of work is if you never ask, the answer is always no. Or the answer is always no until you ask the question. So it's one of those things where you have to ask the question. You have to um, be willing 
to hear a no, and again, going back to failing and failure from last week's episode, you have to be willing to hear a no in order to get to a yes. So you have to be willing to negotiate your time, your talent, your energy. You have to be able to negotiate for what you need, what you deserve, what you expect in life, in your personal life, in your work life, in your volunteer life. You have to be able to negotiate for those things. Otherwise, you're living and and working in somebody else's world all the time. And it's a very unsatisfying place to be and live and work and, and exist. So that negotiation tool is super, super important. So a couple tips to leave you with this week. Um, negotiate like a child. If you've not been around a child recently, you are welcome to spend time with mine. We can figure that one out. Um, but figure out how to negotiate like a child. The next time you're around one, and maybe you're a parent, so you're around one all the time, but spend some time when you recognize that they are in negotiation, like full throttle, coming for you. They are not going to let up until they get what they want. Spend some time kind of processing that. What is it that they are asking for? How are they asking for it? What is the winning tactic to that? What is the the piece? And some of it may be that you're just tired of hearing them scream. And I don't recommend picking up that tactic, but that wins sometimes. But you know, the real, the real pull from that is they're persistent. You know, they are the squeaky wheel maybe. Um, so think about it from that angle of how can you appropriately be the squeaky wheel in order to negotiate for whatever it is you're looking to get or needing to get out of the situation. Live by the motto or think about the motto, the answer is always no until you ask. If you assume you already know the answer, the answer is no. You never know. I was recently talking with my supervisor about a scenario where bonuses could be at play. And he said, I don't know, but I'll ask. Great, that's not a hard no. And if it becomes a hard no, okay, I will negotiate differently. Boss, hopefully you're hearing this. But if you're not, that's okay too. But right, so some of it is about making the ask and then it climbs a ladder or it does whatever it needs to do. And then um, you renegotiate, right? You rethink how you get to your end goal. Third tip, uh, negotiation is far more than just about money. So if you're afraid of the word negotiation, if you if that is a taboo trigger word for you, start talking more about negotiation skills and tactics. We will talk more eventually in this podcast about negotiating for the numbers, but for right now, get comfortable, get uncomfortable with Negotiating outside of the numbers. Negotiate for other things. You know, negotiate to go to that class at the rec center on your campus that you really want to go to, but it's at one o'clock, not at noon. Okay, how can you make that work? Talk with your boss. Talk with your supervisor. Talk with your supervisees. Whatever that 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 thing looks like that's non-monetary that you really would like to do, and maybe it's in your uh, your personal life. 
Maybe you want to spend a weekend in a hotel all by yourself. Go on, mama. <laughs> Do it. Permission granted if you need it. But negotiate for that time for the things that you need. Practice, practice, practice. And when you think you've practiced enough, go practice some more. Do low-level, low-risk negotiations and then start building on it so that you're feeling more comfortable to do higher-level negotiations. Practice, practice, practice. Get comfortable with no. Get uncomfortable with no. But practice and practice again. And then going back to my very favorite quote lately, Do something that scares you. If it gives you the butterflies, if it makes you a little bit uncomfortable, if it makes you a lot uncomfortable, do it. Whether that's starting a blog, whether that's asking for time off, whether that's starting a coaching business, do something that scares you. Do it and fail miserably, and fail publicly, and go learn, and go negotiate for a better next time. Go do something that scares you. Friends, I'm so glad that you've tuned in this week. Negotiation is one of those things that has been on my mind and on my heart for a little while, and hopefully gave you all, maybe not some new information, but some information to be like, yeah, you're right. I haven't thought about it in that way for a while, or ever. And if you haven't, drop me a note in Instagram. I'd love to hear about ways that you hadn't considered negotiation. And um, I'm going to leave you with some affirmations for the week. So I'm done apologizing for taking care of myself. I'm done apologizing for not negotiating for things I need. I'm done apologizing for wanting to be an amazing human being. Go out there and have an awesome week, my friends. And if you're sticking around for this outro of the podcast, just a reminder, workshop is February 17th, 2022, 8 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That registration is still open. If you don't think it's for you, but you know someone it might be for, pass it along for me, will you please? Make sure that they share your name so that you can get credit for a referral. And if you like or love this podcast or this episode, please make sure you like, follow, and share. A couple different ways to share, my friends. Share uh, the episode. Uh, Take a screenshot of however you listen. Share it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat. Tag me at at done.apologizing at done dot apologizing um and then also make sure you're following over on instagram at done dot apologizing we just did a really cool badass bingo other fun things coming when you follow and engage in social media accounts and just a reminder you're fabulous you're badass you've got this and i'm here for you <laughs>